Hi, I'm Dylan. I'm Sarah. I'm Derek. And we would like to welcome you to Planet Bob, where we talk about the movies and shows that made their way to our little corner of the galaxy this week. Alright, here we are for episode 34, Tom Hanks movies. Yeah, we of, were just... Of the late 80s. We were just freaking out because I did not remember, spoiler, that the dog dies at the end of Turner and Hooch. Yeah, it's a good thing you got that spoiler in first. I did it. I remembered. I was good. <laughs> okay, but for real, though, I had no idea. You yeah, did you didn't remember? I was, like, That's why I was against us picking it, because I remembered that specifically stood out in my mind. He, like, died a big hero, though. Yeah, yeah he did, but still he and died. I, I kind of feel like maybe that dog was old, too. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, not, yeah. like, old, like, I mean, Hooch, he should have died, had, but, like... Hooch had, had lived his life. Yeah. Like... But for some reason... And then went out, like, saving people, that's pretty good. Because he couldn't save his first master, you know? Like, yeah, that's, that's got right. a... That, I think that weighed on him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I pointed out that I think it's funny that the... I said on Twitter <clears throat> that I think it's funny that the dog in Turner and Hooch has a better arc than any character in all of the Star Wars prequels. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> <laughs> he has a good story. Yeah. Like, it's pretty bad that the dog... In a movie, he has a better arc than any of the human he characters. He was a good actor, the dog. He was a good actor, actually. I think it was the only thing he was ever in, though. Yeah? The dog hasn't done anything else? No. Not that I can recall. Well, because Dylan was mad at himself for not recording when we were watching Turner and Hooch. Oh, yeah. Because I was uh, freaking out <laughs> in the scene where Hooch destroys the his house. house. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, I would shoot the fucking dog. Yeah. Like, no, and I love dogs, and I'm like, no, no, I, if I came home to that, I I would have been in my closet looking for the gun, too. <laughs> I would have been just like him, I wouldn't have been able to do it, but I would have been, like, hot raging mad. Yeah, and that's another thing we mentioned, too, while we were watching it, is that any other actor, it wouldn't, it would feel like he, it wouldn't feel the same. Tom Hanks has this quality about him. You never think he's going to hurt the dog, no matter how many times no. he threatens it. Yeah. No. Other people, those scenes would be creepy. Like, yeah. other people going for a gun, that I would feel like, oh, no, you can't shoot the dog, dude. <laughs> but because it's Tom Hanks, he's, and it's so light, like, he's just such a light-hearted person that you're just like, no. I feel safe. I feel safe in this comedy laughing about him getting a gun to shoot the dog, because I know that he will never do it. Yeah, yeah. he's like, you can't take him serious when he gets mad. Yeah. Yeah. He won't in any of these movies. It's <laughs> yeah. like... It's hard to take Tom Hanks seriously in anything. Well, because he throws these, like, cute temper tantrums. Yeah. Yeah, the way he yells <laughs> yeah. doesn't sound threatening at all. <laughs> no, definitely not. Yeah, he has should that we, funny we, way of freaking out. Should we maybe uh, say what movies we're talking about aside from that? <laughs> we, just, we just jumped oh, right at yeah. We just jumped right to the end That's of That's cool, though. Look, we got, like, lots of content. Yeah. Okay, so Turner and Hooch, and then The Burbs. And Big. And Big. We had to do late 80s Tom Hanks. We had to narrow it down that much. Yeah, very late 80s. Because these movies all all were released within two years. Yeah, very late eighties Tom Hanks comedies. Yeah, he was busy. He was very busy, and he's, he's still busy. he still is. Well, yeah, he's still busy, but he does more directing and producing now. Less time for on screen stuff, I guess. Yeah, but he was very active in the in the eighties and nineties. We'll have ro- his roles more back then seem more fun. Yeah, seeming serious. What is not fun about Castaway? <laughs> <laughs> You're right. You're he makes right. a ball friend, oh, and yeah. then later floats away. That was very. That's like the saddest scene in movie history. I know. I made a note at the beginning of uh, Big about how he's uh, the 
Billy, his buddy, says goodbye, Mr. Spaulding, when they hit the baseball at the, the beginning. And then later, he becomes friends with with Wilson, uh, another ball. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he meets up with another him again. It's the same ball. <laughs> no, it can't be because one is Wilson, the other one's Spaulding. They're two different. Oh yeah, companies. two different companies. That's true. <laughs> that would have been crazy if it wasn't Spaulding. Yeah, in Castaway. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't have quite the same same ring, I think, when he's calling after him. Spaulding, no. Yeah, no, it's yeah, not the same as Wilson. Right. It wouldn't make me cry. Spoilers for Castaway. <laughs> this shit does make you cry, though, man. That ball, like, well, it's the only friend he's had for forty years. I yeah. know it's horrifying when that ball floats away. <laughs> it seems like a silly scene until you think about it. that's the the closest thing to a friend he's had for the last. But it does. It seems like a silly scene when you think about it after. But when you watch it for the first time, it's like that is emotional. Like yeah. no, the ball is floating away. It's horrible. I have to fast forward through that now. Yeah, you can't make it through Wilson's departure. No, it's too sad. It is sad. <laughs> getting, uh, getting a little emotional. emotional it's like that IKEA commercial with the lamp that he puts outside in the rain, <laughs> and then it gets like it's just like hunched over and it looks all sad and it gets taken away. And, <laughs> yeah. and then later, the dude, the Swedish dude, comes on and is like, "You feel bad for this man? That is because you are stupid. Lamps have no feelings. <laughs> Buy a new one." <laughs> No, they have feelings. That lamp looks sad. I noticed at the beginning of uh, the Burbs that they incorporated the Universal logo really nicely. Oh, we're going to the Burbs now? Yeah. Well, that's where my notes begin, so... Oh, I thought we just were doing Turner and Hooch because we kind of... Well, that's that's where you decided to start. We can do that if you want. Sure. Keep going with it. Keep going with it. Cause we were, we've been going all over the place, really. Yeah. Yeah, we're really just... Yeah. Like, we're talking about Castaway. That's not even in this... <laughs> I know. That's okay. It's still Tom Hanks. We're on yeah, topic. that's right. But I figure um, we'll do it. We'll do a Castaway episode at some yeah, point. Yeah, maybe. Like we, we're gonna. We talk about doing a lot of things that don't happen. So there's gonna true. be a lot of Tom Hanks episodes though because he just works so much. <laughs> well, my first note for Turner and Hooch is that he's a neat freak. They set that up right away. I know his bedtime routine is like intense, <laughs> and I kind of want one of those suit pressing apparatuses. Yeah, that's what's kind of neat. I never yeah, seen it before. Yeah, no, me either. That's intense level of, like, anal retentiveness right there. They were probably horribly unsafe, and that's why you don't find them anymore. <laughs> well, it'll just be a steam cleaner, right? And, I mean, steam cleaners, you freaking burn yourself on those things, too. Yeah. And the chemicals they use in those presses are carcinogenic, too, from what I understand. Oh, there's chemicals in it? I, I thought it was so. just a steam press. I could be wrong. Because steamers, you just use, like, yeah. distilled water. Yeah. Apparently we have some anal retentiveness in us that we know all this about steam cleaners. <laughs> um, well, and then <laughs> to talk about my anal retentiveness, when he busts out the dust buster in the car and starts yeah. vacuuming, I was like, oh, I should get that. And then I like remembered that I keep a Swiffer in my glove box. And I Swiffer my car. Yeah, one of those Swiffer dusters? Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, with the extra long handle so I can reach the dash without actually having to move. It's great. So if she's stuck in a red light or something, she'll pull out I her do. Swiffer duster. I Swiffer dust <laughs> my car. red light dusting? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lipstick and dusting is what happens at red lights. Which makes me wonder how she lives with my desk covered in incense dust all the time. I oh, hate yeah. it. I hate every I fixed, part of it. Oh, but yeah, I fixed that. it today. But you're allowed to have a corner. <laughs> and when I tell you to clean it, you do, so. Yeah. I get a corner in this apartment. <laughs> you get a corner. I think that's fair. Yeah, it is. That's mine, too. All that stuff over there is mine, too. 
if you want to be technical about it. What are you talking about? All that stuff over there. The TV and the and all that, all the electronics on there. Yeah, you bought that. So you don't have to clean it then. No. Well, I mean, <coughs> run the Swiffer duster over it every now and then, but yeah, as long as Sarah stays out of your corner. Oh, whatever. <laughs> she only she only wants to be in my corner long enough to pick something to watch when I'm out of the room. Yeah, that's all that happens. Usually, it's it's putting on more X Files episodes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I liked what they did with the dog because the dog starts out like dirty as hell, yeah, nasty and like drooly, slobbery, awful, foamy drool. And nothing in the world grosses me out more than that. Like Just I couldn't the even. Worst hit. kind of drool too. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the really thick, yeah. sticky yeah, stuff. And he like shakes his head and he gets a little like that was the part that was worse for me. Like when he flings it all over the room and then puts his nasty slobbery head right on his pillow. I was like, whoa, that. <laughs> like I can't handle this. <laughs> I need to leave the room. Does she need a treat? She has a bone, but she won't eat. Do you want a fresh one? <laughs> Do you want a fresh one? <laughs> Keep keep talking. Yeah, so anyway, um yeah, I like yeah. that they started him off really nasty, so then when they clean him up, you know, it was like he stops drooling by the end of the movie. Yeah, he's uh bath and everything and Yeah. Cause I'm like, I don't hate this dog anymore. Why you hated him at first? Well I didn't really hate him, but I was just like, You are gross. Like everything <laughs> about you is gross. And the slobber is gross. And if I was Tom Hanks, I'd be like, you can live, like, in a cell at the station for now. I'll deal with you during yeah. the day. Um, but I am not bringing you home. No. Yeah, like, the no. Movie, it didn't sound like the jail was busy enough to have the holding cells full anyway. Well, that's what I'm saying. He has no crime, so... Like, they've never seen a murder in this place. Nobody knows how to deal with a murder in this town. It was evident when they were first came upon the old man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have five rolls of film. Take lots of pictures. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just eat it all up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking speaking of that, I noticed that uh, Carl Winslow is in this. Uh, the dad from from Family Matters playing a cop. Oh, yeah. As always. Always. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen him play anything other than a cop. No. No. Always a cop. Yeah. yeah. He's like, a cop. Die and, hard. Uh, die hard. Oh God! Just just look him up. Start listing his credits because that he's guaranteed to be. Reginald Vell Johnson, right? Yeah, cop and everything. He's Carl Winslow to me because yeah, I he family is matters totally so much. Carl Winslow. <laughs> Which one's Family Matters? Uh, the one with Steve Urkel. Oh, okay. The Urkel show, basically. Yeah, he was a supporting character that the show ended up being all about. <laughs> he was just the annoying neighbor who ended up being the star of the show, just by accident. Yeah. He was more interesting than any of the main characters. True. Which is bad, because he's, like, stereotypical nerd. Yeah. <laughs> like, he play, he acts like a white nerd, too. Like, not even... There's he's nothing serious. urban about him. No, definitely not. I remember they had all those shows. <coughs> TGIF Friday. Yeah. That and... Uh, step by Step. Yeah, Step by Step. <laughs> that was a great one. Uh, cousin Cody was the best one on that one. Mm-hmm. Who was the in the kickboxer movies? Oh yeah, okay. He was the kickboxer. <laughs> <laughs> Did you find him yet? Yeah, but there's like ninety five things, and I don't feel like looking just anymore. just say what they are. He's a cop. No, uh, yeah, they, yeah, <laughs> every single thing. Is he though? 
No, for real. Every time we yeah. see this guy, he's in a police officer's uniform. He's either in a uniform, he's either a street cop, or he's a d- detective. Always. Yeah, I don't... At least as far as I know. As far as I can remember. <laughs> that was really sad when Hooch's owner dies and he cries. Yeah, he just, yeah. and he sits there over the body. Yeah. Just whimpering all night. Well, I think that, like, shows why he reacted the way he did at the end of the film when, like, we haven't done a million spoilers already, when he gets shot trying to save Tom Hanks. Because, yeah. like, he's just so sad the first time and he, he, you know, jumped out the window, but he did it too late. Yeah. Well, yeah, and someone so this was, time he gets to redeem himself and save Someone was saying on IMDb that he was going after after Coach for revenge, but I'm like... He has no idea that Coach is even involved in any of this. No, he's, he's a, a dog. dog. You're, you're, ascribing, <laughs> you're ascribing a level of logic to this dog that most humans don't have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, he, he, they already got the guy who killed Amos. Yeah. And well, like, that was pretty satisfying. And, like, the animal control officer says, they're like, uh, he can't identify a 2D picture. Like, yeah. he'll smell someone or... Yeah, he recognized the guy in person from yeah. the smell at the wedding. But yeah. not from a photograph. Which is very... So yeah, he's definitely not going to put together scene, some really. kind of crazy conspiracy. Yeah, the dog doesn't have that level of logic. No. No conspiracies for him. I know it wouldn't have made much of a movie, but why the hell didn't the old guy bring the dog out with him when that guy was... when he was going out to check what was going on or whatever? Because the dog would eat him. Like you said, yeah. no movie. Yeah, and then you get in. Yeah, right. no, I just then yeah. you get in trouble for the dog eating yeah. a guy. One of those things. <laughs> and then you get in trouble for the dog eating the guy. And then who should be put down? And that would be a really depressing film. Yeah, there would be, be no art for the dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he would just be angry and then be put down. Yeah, he became yeah. angry dog dead. The story angry would dog, be dead dog. old man grieves. Yeah, dog. <laughs> It'd be very light on Tom Hanks, I imagine. What's that? It'd be very light on Tom Hanks, yeah. I imagine. Definitely. This is him visiting. How do you feel, man? I know your uh, dog got put down. <laughs> I can't even note here that something fishy is going on at the fish plant. <laughs> something fishy. Because I'm, I'm... Lame? Clever like that? Lame? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, the vet looks exactly like if Carmen Esposito and Leah Thompson from Carolina in the City, if they had a baby together. I'm not sure if you know who... Uh, Cameron Esposito is, so I'll pull up a picture here. Never even heard of. She's a comedian. She's oh, pretty yeah. awesome. But yeah, it looks a whole lot like like the vet. In the face. The face. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she does, eh? Very different <laughs> hairstyles. Yeah. <laughs> we were just watching going like, what? <laughs> I was going to I was gonna tweet Cameron about it, but then Sarah stopped me. <laughs> Why did you stop him? I thought it was creepy. <laughs> That's what Twitter's about. Being well, I creepy. mentioned, creepy I mentioned the start. first time I watched episodes that I thought the one woman was uh, uh, Chelsea Peretti, and they both liked that status. They both liked that tweet. Oh, did they? Yeah, that was today. Okay, <laughs> fine, you can do it. I <laughs> <laughs> made a note here that hooch is too much for animal control. Even the people who are in charge of controlling animals can't control this dog. I don't it's know. Intense. I don't know why Turner thought he would do any better, but well, he knows the dog, right? And the old man told him that he likes you. Yeah, because it didn't rip his throat out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he probably felt like, okay, well, I guess I'm the only one. Plus, he was really motivated. He wanted to solve that case because it's like the only case he's ever had. Yeah, the only murder case he's ever had. Yeah. So 
Plus, it's a guy he knew and was close with. Yeah. I What I can't believe is that, like, dude is, has no idea what dogs eat. He's like, well, I, why won't you shut up? I've given you pineapple and orange juice. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> give him some meat, dude. He did. He, he said, eat your steak. <laughs> he put it, there was, like, a steak in the bowl. Oh. But he wasn't eating. Because he was yeah. depressed because he was left outside. Yeah. His owner just got killed, and then he's left outside. Doesn't want his steak. Yeah, really. Then he spent a lot of money in getting actual dog supplies. That was hilarious. <laughs> was it ninety-seven dollars or something? Yeah. Yeah, which was that was like thirty years ago. Yeah. So it'd probably be a lot more now. It'd be like two fifty. They're expensive. Yeah. Tiny creatures, especially when they're that big. Yeah, and that bag of food food that he got <laughs> yeah. was huge. I've never seen like. I've worked at grocery stores, and I've never come across a bag of dog food that big. It was pretty intense. That was like, I don't know, 64-kilogram bag of dog food? That yeah, was big. Yeah, well, it was a tall, big-sized uh, bag of dog food. Christmas vacation, when Eddie was throwing all the dog food in the cart there. Yeah. When him and Clark went shopping, just great big, huge bags of dog food. Sarah might not remember that one. I do not. I vaguely remember it. We should watch it. There you go. That'll do movies Derek watches that we've never seen. <laughs> and we'll watch that funeral one. You never watched Christmas Vacation, really? I don't know. We weren't big on those ones. No? Yeah. With the young Johnny Galecki. Really? And Juliette Lewis, yeah. Chevy Chase, yeah. They were the kids? Yeah, because we just watched Vacation. The, the basically reboot of that series with Ed Helms as the son of Chevy Chase. Oh, yeah. Chase. How was that? Yeah. Eh. It was not fantastic. Yeah. yeah, it was okay. I mean, the gags are okay, but some of it is too much. Yeah. Like, the dad is really stupid. <laughs> he doesn't get anything. Yeah. And it, it's kind of painful to watch after a while. <laughs> Just the dad not saying these horrible, like, really blue things and not getting the connotation. Yeah. Like, I don't have any specific examples in mind here, but... We're like, we have hardly talked about it. This feels like our Snatch show all over again. <laughs> just all over, yeah. <laughs> We're just barely talking about the movie. And everything else. It's one of those days. Just yeah. Just wander. Yeah, mine is wandering. <laughs> ADD is happening to all of us. Oh my god, I died so hard when they have the celebration, when Hooch figures out who the dude is. So he gives him his like nice dinner, and he's like, Go on, it's a celebration! Open your beer! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the dog drinks beer. Like it cracks me right up. Well, when you destroyed the house, you drank all the beers. I know. He was pumped to find them. Yeah. Because he doesn't just, like, he doesn't just get them and ruin them. He pops them with one, one fang and then catches it as it's Yeah, drinks it. It's awesome. It was funny watching him drink that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I liked how Amos pointed out at the beginning that he used to be on the, the liquor. I think it was whiskey before, but... It gave him an upset stomach, so now yeah. he sticks to the beer. Yeah. No water. No, no, water, to no water. No, that's stupid. Dogs don't drink that. They drink pineapple juice. Fish fucking it. Water? Yeah. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> Dog that big, though, I'd be pretty pricey on beer if that's all you gave me to drink. That's yes. true. And whiskey. Although you did say American beer is super cheap. Yeah, it is cheap. So he might not be that bad. Yeah, he's probably not drinking a good beer either, right? No. I mean, I'd, I'd be getting the dog the cheapest beer out there. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know? If the SBCA is listening, we do not give our dog beer. <laughs> <laughs> this is all hypothetical. Our dog drinks water. 
We barely get and the occasional the ice cap when we're in the car, and she gets in there. Yeah, when she when we're pumping <laughs> gas, and she gets it. <laughs> she just drinks my ice cap. <laughs> we got out of the car to pump gas one time. We got back in, and there was a little cone dug out of the middle of the cup yeah. where she could get her everywhere in. she could get her face in. It was awesome. Because yeah. you know how they had the dome cut, so she <laughs> yeah. dig down in the tunnel. It was great. <laughs> uh, their play fight when they're finally friends is the best. Yeah, yeah. You're not mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not so mean. You're not any kind of a monster dog, are you? Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, he's just a big softie. Yeah. It is weird, though, when you finally get to that level, like, with an animal, where you can... Like, we can literally do anything to Boog, and she won't do anything to us. Yeah. Oh, I... We could... I've stuck my hand inside of her mouth. She will not bite. She will not put her... She won't close her mouth. Yeah. Why were you doing that? Pills. Just to just to show people. Uh, just to just show people. Watch this. Look, she won't bite. <laughs> I was thinking more like when we put her in outfits that she hates. <laughs> yeah, she just kind of goes with it. Yeah. When your mom was trying to put that outfit on her. That yeah, see, that's what we used to do to our kids. Now they're too old, so. Now they bite you. Now, well, now they bite. <laughs> yeah, now they can say something before uh, they couldn't. Lame. Yeah, I know. Gotta get them before they can talk. That's yeah, right. Yeah. Put the worst outfit on them you can. <laughs> well, there's always chloroform. <laughs> Take photos. <laughs> True. CAS is a scene. We need to chloroform our children. I'm just going to write all this down we and need put disclaimers. Disclaimers, the yeah. All kinds of them. Yeah. We don't actually <laughs> condone giving ether to your children or beer or whiskey to your dogs. <laughs> <laughs> We recognize these as unacceptable practices. <laughs> I noticed that all these movies have like a really dark streak going through them. Like I'll talk about each one as we get there. Like Big has some really dark spots to it. Yeah. Some things that don't they don't really talk about. They just kind of let it go. But there's some dark things going on. Uh, Turner and Hooch. There's like people getting murdered right at the beginning. Yeah. People are like the the. The dog getting killed at the end doesn't really fit the tone of the movie, but I'm like, it, it kind of does. It's, it's, if you go by 80s movie standards, it totally fits. Yeah. And it completes the dog's arc, I think. I read, too, that they shot two different endings for that. One where the dog lived, one where the dog died. Yeah, and they went with the one where the dog died because people reacted to it stronger. Yeah. Like, they, they had generally the same response, like audiences liked it. About as well, but they didn't. It didn't have the same punch with the dog with uh, Hooch alive at the end as it did with him dead. Well, and Hooch dead at the end is only acceptable because there's a baby. Yes, that's right. Yeah, because there's a new one. Like death is a lot easier to handle when it's followed by more life. Like you can, when you see the whole like death and life thing happen, you're like, okay. I get this. This has to happen. Dogs come, dogs go. Yeah. He has a new one to be friends with. His legacy lives on. And he went out a hero. We're okay. Yeah. But I don't think it would be the same. I don't think you'd have the same feeling if there wasn't a baby at the end. No. A little baby who's destroying everything. Yeah, because that that'd be it. Well, it also yeah. it also so shows how much Tom has changed because he's like he hated dogs before, but. Not only has he accepted Hooch by the end, but other dogs, too. Yeah. Well, and then we, we get a really quick and dirty way to see that he's okay with the loss of the dog. He's 
moved on. He's content with his life now. Yeah, they've got the puppies, so it's a while later. You can when tell. He was, when he was talking earlier with Still Gooch, with the girl. When they were doing the, the I think it was the, the stakeout scene, he was talking to Hooch about how he wanted to be in the... In the uh, he wanted to be in the Air Force as a pilot, but he, his eyes weren't good enough. Oh, so that's okay. why he's a cop, and that he kind of regrets his life because he could never be a pilot. And at the end, he's content with his life. Not only is he not moving to another town, he's where he is. He's uh, taken a step up in the department. He's gotten married. He's finally laid roots in this town. He didn't even really know anybody, it didn't seem like. He wasn't close to anybody. Well, he knew the weird dock people, but... <laughs> well, that's because that was his beat. That was where... That yeah. was his area. And, like, it was a small town, so he knew everybody, but he wasn't really close with anybody. Yeah. Like, people... I went on IMDb, and people were asking how he knew the kid's name when they confiscated his car to go after Hooch when he was chasing the guy at the wedding. And, like, it's because they know him. They know his mom. Small town. They, they, the implication is they know pretty much everyone. Anyone who's a decent citizen, they probably know. That's all I got. That's all you got for that? Yeah. Well, I read Hen- Henry Winkler was the original director of this. Yeah, and they... Then they got fired after The studio weeks. fired him because yeah. they didn't like what he was doing with it. I don't, I don't know what he did. Yeah, I don't know. I was trying to find out, too, but they couldn't... Yeah, I guess the footage doesn't exist anywhere, but yeah. there's no specifics on what he did that the studio hated so much that they fired him. Maybe he was doing, like, uh, What's-His-Face in Back to the Future and making it all dark... Yeah, maybe. Well, we'll we'll get to that with Big too, because it's from the sounds of some of the potential casting for that movie. It could have been a much darker movie. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> should we move on to that one? With that said, should we do that one? Yeah, and then we'll yeah, do let's Birds do big. Last. All right. Oh, I also wanted to point out that uh, no, Big, uh, a very young Jim Beaver is in turn Hooch. Oh yeah. Uh, from Crimson Peak and a show called Supernatural and a million other things. Yeah, we were like, wow, he's a baby. Yeah, he was <laughs> so young. So young. No crazy beard. But yeah, I couldn't let that go without, yeah. without mentioning that. Yeah, we love that guy. We're going to do uh, uh, a series of movies. Sarah wanted to do this, she mentioned, while we were doing the, this show about uh, a guy who makes bad movies like The Lost Skeleton of Cadavera, Part 1 and 2. And a dark and stormy night. They're so good. They're really bad, but they're they're so good. They're like so bad, they're good. Yeah, they're like takeoffs of nineteen forties and fifties sci-fi horror movies. Oh yeah, it's so the bad like, ones. Like <laughs> in in the Lost Skeleton, there's a mutant, and it's just a dude dressed in a a, a corn suit, basically. Oh yeah, yeah? it's really bad. <laughs> like a giant corn cob. You'll like them. They're great. <laughs> they're hilarious, but really bad. So incredibly enjoyable. Though. Yeah, so big. Yeah, this movie is, uh, it's it's one of the, it's darker. It's, I'd say probably the darkest undertones of all three But only movies. if you, like, really think about it. Yeah. On the surface, it's silly. How yeah. did you feel about this as a parent? Like, if you were imagining, imagining one Good of your question. kids as Josh. Yeah, I don't know. How would you feel as the dad of Josh in this? Your kid goes missing for, like, two months. Yeah, I don't know, I'd be... I wonder about the aftermath of this, too. Yeah, because yeah, he, he can't tell people what happened. No, exactly. What story is he going to tell? No, but the parents. Like, where the fuck were you? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, yeah. nothing he tells them is going to explain any of it. Oh, I know. But they're just going to be messed up forever. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, he kept calling his mom, too. I'm like, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, I know, eh? 
Just stop picking that scab. Yeah. He was smart, though, at least when he pretended to be the, like, what kind of medicine do you use? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, you just want to hear when he was voice, pretending so to be I a guess, phone survey? Yeah. That was different when he was when he was calling as the kidnapper. That was so bad. That was yeah, really that was weird bad. and awkward. Yeah, I don't know. Like, coming back home, I don't know. What, where have you been for two months? Well, you know. Yeah, who was that man? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like... Yeah, where were you for two months? What were you doing? Yeah. He can't answer anything that would that would be satisfactory. No. Oh, well, they just, they, you know, they were holding me, they fed me, they clothed me, whatever, it was fine. Then they let me go. Yeah. It's all good. What was it, some kind of devil cult? What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no explanation that'll work. No. And then what do the parents tell the police? They're like, our, our son is back. Like, the police yeah, will have questions. Now. Done. Yeah. The police will have tons of questions. Yeah, exactly. Your son went missing for two months. Is this some kind of publicity stunt? <laughs> what was going on? Then it's funny because it's not a dark movie at all. No. but I made It's a just note. when you think about it when you're like, what? Well, I this made is it, insane. I made yeah. some notes about the things that the darker undertones of this movie and like the parents think he's kidnapped. There's statutory rape, technically. Yeah, oh there's, yeah. There's real friends versus <laughs> phony friends, like people who are just your friend to your face yeah with that guy that takes him to play racquetball yeah pretending to be his friend but he's an asshole uh sexual harassment and general sexism and he is super lonely in this whole movie yeah he starts to really figure it out though yeah like he I think this kid is better at being an adult than I am I'm pretty sure <laughs> you think yeah by the end of it he's got it pretty enough. figured out <laughs> to be fair he did have a really really good job just handed to him That's oh true. I know I know it's unbelievable it makes no sense it does, it kind of does in the, in the movie because, like, he gets hired to do a job that would be perfect for a 13-year-old. Yeah. Just playing with toys and saying whether you like them or not. Yeah, that what's is good perfect, about everything. Yeah. yeah. And he becomes the vice president of whatever that division is. And all he has to, to do is play with toys. play with stuff division. Yeah. yeah. So, like, he's making good money. He gets that apartment in downtown New York City and, like, it's a big apartment. He's got video games Those and shit in there. the dumbest stuff. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, like video exactly games. Exactly what I would have done. Yeah. A trampoline in the corner, which I'm like, how is someone not flying out the window there? I know. It's only like Captain Safety on that one. <laughs> Captain Safety, yeah. <laughs> He's like, you have put the backyard killer right next to windows that, how far up is this? <laughs> He's horrified. And then there's, there's no curtains on any of the windows. I'm like, how does he even sleep? Yeah. It would be so bright. There's lights all the time yeah, in New York City. Yeah, it's freaking New York, man. I couldn't sleep with a window Adelaide, open think, here. Right? Yeah. No? It's too bright, let alone... Like, Waterloo, the sky was orange all the time. Yeah. Yeah, and then you get to a city like New York, and... Yeah, it would be the daylight, sleep. I'm sure. Yeah. I don't I don't get it. I don't understand how <laughs> he he's freaked out about the like curtains that. a lot through this movie. I don't know about that. Yes, you Twice. did. You mentioned no. You, you mentioned just kept more than two times. You're like, why yeah. are there no curtains? Yeah, why <laughs> sleeping? What the hell's going on here? Yeah, you were concerned about the curtains, <laughs> the lack of curtains, and the safety of the. It wouldn't have been so hard to make some curtains. No, I mean someone could have wrote that in there. Yeah, curtains. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not a thing a kid would buy. Kids would buy the, like, big, gigantic, inflatable dinosaurs for no reason. It'd be something I'd buy for Saturday morning that I'm woken up by the sun shining right in my face. (laughs) Yeah, like, what does he get first? He gets, like... His bunk bed. His bunk bed. No sheets. And, uh, cool tape, or, uh, arcade machines. Yeah. He has arcade machines and pinball machines and, uh, 
pop dispensers. Yeah. <laughs> All the things that we would probably spend money on if we had it. Definitely. I would have a Coke machine. <laughs> <laughs> would you? Someone stock it up all the time, yeah. <laughs> Especially if you don't need quarters for it. Just throw your socks at it and get a pop. <laughs> throw your socks at it. That's what he did. Well, what? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Look, I rigged it so it doesn't need coins. <laughs> well, and like you said, how dark would it have been if they were played, if Tom Hanks' character was played by the people that they might have hired? Yeah, um, Robert De Niro was there, the guy they were going to end up going like, with first. No. Robert De Niro? Robert yeah. De Niro... Gary Busey would be was a often. creepy child. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I just can't picture him in that role. No. Gary Busey, I believe, was up for the role. I don't feel good about that either. <laughs> None of the people that were potential for the role would have fit, I don't think. No. It would have been a very, very different movie. Like, I would maybe be okay with, like, a Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. I think he could be light enough for that. Yeah. Although at that time, I don't know. Well, not that, you know what I mean. But, uh... Yeah, I don't know how you would write this and then look at Gary Busey and go, yeah, he's kind of a child, kind of a playful kind of a guy. Well, we'll get him. Let's see if we can get him. Well, I guess half <laughs> of the reason that... The, the way Hanks prepared for the role is they had the kid who played Josh do all of his scenes. Yeah, and then Tom Hanks And then Tom Hanks would mimic his performance. Oh, really? Yeah, so that's how he played a 13-year-old so convincingly. Yeah. Which I think is a pretty interesting way to go, and they, uh, the the silly string thing, where they're at, I think it's Josh's birthday party. Yeah. They're just hanging out and trying to gross each other out. That was like that was just rehearsal. Oh really? They, yeah. They were just sitting in a room with silly string, goofing around trying to gross each other out, and that ended up in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I made a note here about how he calls, how he calls his home because he has an upset stomach, and also because he's homesick. When he asked her, what, what would you take... We're, we're, oh, yeah. we're doing a survey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what would you give to your kids for an upside stomach? And how often do you take that? That scene, when he first gets to that hotel and his friend leaves, and he cries, is so sad. Yeah, that is very real. I would cry. I'm 32. And you hear a gunshot outside your window? And I have to sleep there? Yeah, I would cry. I would, be, I would open that door and cry right away. Yeah. Yeah. Looking at that hotel room? Yeah. Be like, this is what I can afford. Yeah. What if I, I have no with my skills? Yeah. I'm 13. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily, he falls into a great job. Luckily. I didn't realize they had to, like, build a whole new piano. Yeah, because the other one was only six keys or something? No, it was six, six feet, feet wide, and they needed a 16 foot wide one to do it. And, and it only played one, one octave, and they needed three to do chopsticks. And they needed the. the or heart and soul, yeah. They needed the, the pads to be wide enough for adult feet, too, because yeah. it was made for kids. So they, the, guy, the guy who made the original that's actually in the store, they contacted him, and I guess he's a super obliging guy, so he just made a whole new one that's they probably like an actual paid for it. Well, yeah, but I mean, he didn't have to do it. No, but if they're going to pay you lots of money, it probably was like score. He could have just been like, fuck you, use what I gave, what, what already exists. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. That's what I'd do, but that's yeah. me. No, you wouldn't. <laughs> if I some would famous director came to you and said, hey, you know that thing you already did? Can you make me a more better one? Here's a bunch of money. You'd be like, yeah. <laughs> you would exactly do that. If you knew it was going to be a movie, hell yeah. Don't sell out, Dylan. Hold on. He would sell out. Yeah, if it was, if it was Penny Marshall, I might. <laughs> this was Penny Marshall movie. 
Which I never thought about as a kid. No. Like, I, I'm noticing more female directors now, but it's not something I thought about when I was a kid. You didn't think about directors at all, really. No. No, that's true. That was, that was a much more recent thing. And now I'm going back and watching all these movies from my childhood and finding out they're all by the same guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, Joe Dante did The Burbs and Gremlins and a bunch of other things. <laughs> Various other things. Yeah. They worked a lot back then. I thought it was weird how long it took Susan to realize that guy was a D-bag. Yeah. Like, why Why would you date that guy in the first place? Unless she's sleeping her way to the top, but they seem like they were on par. Yeah, but he mentioned that she had been kind of doing that. Oh. And she didn't really deny it. She just said it was a low blow. Okay. Well, yeah, when he named all the guys she was with? Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. I can't believe you brought up so-and-so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. What was I saying? I was, I'm like, well, as creepy as it is... To date a kid. He's actually a much better person than the guy she has yeah, been dating. Yeah, like I think she's gonna get out of that that she gets to be treated better as a person. Yeah. And hey, he was so nice to her and like respectful of her and... And hey, if she can wait five years, he'll be 18 and that'll be legal. Creepy. <laughs> <laughs> creepy, Tom. Doesn't make it right, eh? No. No. <laughs> no. no, I mean, nothing, nothing makes that right, but I mean... If you just don't think about it, it doesn't seem so bad. But yeah, because I mean, it's an adult having sex with an apparent adult. It's not until you think, but that he's actually he's only actually, thirteen. Yeah, exactly. He has, he doesn't really know what's going on. No, <laughs> especially in '88 when sex ed was not what it is now. No, exactly. So the how internet would he even know what, what to do? I I imagine it was pretty awkward, like when he was feeling her up with the lights <laughs> on at the beginning. Of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She probably had to explain a lot. <laughs> I would think so. I I imagine, though, that she just assumed that he was a virgin. Like, because, I mean, you wouldn't logically assume that the guy you're... The, the, is a kid the inside looks, of an adult body? No, that's not what you first jumped is to. actually 13. <laughs> it's the first thing I think when I meet people who are a little strange. Oh, you must be, like, just a younger person in an older person's body. Yeah. You must have found a Zoltan machine. <laughs> What, uh, how would you feel though if that happened? I, I don't know. Like, I, if you were with a guy and he found out for whatever reason it was like a thirteen-year-old boy. Like if I found out yes, yeah. when I met Dylan, he was thirteen. Yeah, I'd be like, "That's okay," because now you would be like twenty-four. <laughs> but when she slept with him, he was thirteen. Yeah, but I'm saying if that was our relationship, yeah. then that would have been eleven years ago, and now it's legal, so it's all good. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> how would you feel if you found out you had sex with a minor? I think is what he's getting at. Yeah, yeah. Like when they, f- when she finally realizes that he's actually telling the truth, wouldn't she be like mortified at what had just happened? I think I think after a while she would be, but the way it yeah. happens in the movie, I don't think she has a chance because it's she, so quick. She yeah. really doesn't believe even after the Zoltar, after she takes him home and everything. Yeah, she still doesn't really believe until she sees him change back into his young self. And then she's like, huh? She's way too in shock. To, yeah. She's way too in shock to actually think, wait a second, I had sex with that guy. Yeah. yeah. I just banged that. So weird. It is weird to even think about it. Yeah. But in the context of the movie, it doesn't, no one talks about it, so you don't. No, exactly. Like as a kid, I, don't, I didn't even give it a second thought. And then looking at it. Actually thinking about it as I'm watching it, <laughs> yeah. like, that's fucking creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Something isn't right here. <laughs> Something a little off with this. 
just yeah. a little bit. Although they could have showed it and like made it like some kind of comedy scene because he wouldn't know what he was doing, and she's been showing him. Well, they kind of did with them. Yeah, her up in the light there because that was weird. That was super awkward. That's a thirteen-year-old yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah, I have never touched a boob. Yeah, that's a first boob touching look right there. When he's like, uh... I thought he was. It should have made him giggle or something. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> that might have been a step too far towards silly. Maybe. <coughs> They're just trying to not get you to think about it too much. I think. Yeah. We'll make it a little bit awkward, but we're not gonna. Yeah, don't play up the kid thing though. No. Yeah. This is not the time. No. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I'm out of notes for big. Me too. Yeah. Okay, on to the best movie ever, The Burbs. It is pretty goddamn fantastic. Um, my second note, because I already talked about the Universal logo, is that uh, the neighborhood has been used in a lot of a lot of productions. That's like everything ever. That whole neighborhood is a big set that was on Universal's lot. Mm-hmm. It was uh, it was used for like Desperate Housewives and the Monsters. And yeah, like. It's got a super long history. Because they shot that all there. Yeah. yeah. Like, they didn't even... It was all shot yeah. on the Universal lot, yeah. That's what I love about it, though, because it's, like, so contained. Yeah. Like, the movie is about, like, a weird little neighborhood and all their conspiracy theories and how you know everything about everyone constantly. Exactly. And they make you feel that weird claustrophobic feeling by not ever taking it off. Yeah. Well, yeah, the guys who made the movies, movie uh, pointed out that they... they we're talking about doing scenes outside of the neighborhood, and it didn't really work. It kind of ruined the feel of the movie. Yeah, I think it would have too, actually. I'm I'm guessing they were talking about the like maybe doing a flashback of uh, that story that they were telling about the the guy who killed his family, the ice cream guy, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I I figure that was because the rest of the story doesn't have to go anywhere. That can all exactly. stay in the neighborhood. Yeah, and they really they could have done that scene. By using that neighborhood, but it still wouldn't have felt the same. Yeah. That whole story was great. Yeah. <laughs> it really sets up the movie. And well, the, it just shows paranoia. how much they all talk about each other, what small town life is like, and what like middle class life is like. Like, if there's a problem, we don't talk about it. Yeah. Like, horrible smell, no one asks questions, just keep going, everything will be fine, don't make waves. Yeah. Well, and then we find out that dude killed his family. You're like, what? <laughs> I think it also points to the, like, in the suburb, the suburbs can be so ba- so boring and, and shit that people can just go crazy from boredom. Because these guys, they, they have nothing to do, so they're just, they're spying on their neighbors the entire yeah. movie. It's awesome. They're so crazy. And then there's the twist at the end, like, not really a twist, they get you to think, like, they clearly are up to something. Yeah. But they get you thinking, no, they're, they're, they're just, just they're weird. Just weird. Yeah. And then it gets to the end, you're like, oh, shit, no, they are killers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I loved Those about it. Those guys were paranoid yeah. for a reason. Because it was a thing, the thing that you thought it was, and you're like, no, it can't be that. Then it was that. You yeah. know, them being the killers, it was great. I love the way they did that. And then Art, try, he's doing his little interview with the news after that. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, he's justifying everything they did, but he's like, no, dude, you were wrong. Yeah. Everything you did was wrong. <laughs> yeah, like, you did blow up someone's house, though. It just turned out they were murderers. Exactly. They, like, you didn't find anything. No. <laughs> no, they did a horrible job at that. Like, people on IMDb were like, why don't they just call the police when they find the bone? I'm like... They don't know that it's a human bone. No, exactly. Art says it is, but Art's a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I love that part, too, when they, had that, they found that bone and they scream Walter, and the camera's going up and close like that. It's really funny. 
just like, screaming. Like no. we were talking about, like like Klopex have great Danes. Yeah, yeah. Could be a, so it could totally be a dog bone. Those dogs be, yeah. are as tall as us. They're like a horse. Yeah. yeah. Like they're. You're not gonna get them a tiny bone. The person. No. Person was arguing with me. What is it? What do you think it is? A chicken? I'm like, yeah. That those are the only two options: a chicken or a human. <laughs> <laughs> those are the only two animals in existence with bones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> chicken and human. That is one big chicken. Yeah, really. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Not even a turkey or For anything. prehistoric times. Yeah. <laughs> when chickens were bigger. Before times, no long, long ago. <laughs> but yeah, like, and that bone looked old. Yeah. It didn't look like it was fresh. It had. It had boreholes in it from like worms digging through it for marrow and shit. Yeah. I'm like, and even if you, even if it is a human bone, you can't. It's not enough for a search warrant for them to search the house. Like, okay, you found a bone in their backyard. They just moved in a month ago. That bone could have come from anywhere. Yeah. Yeah. The previous owners could have been. It probably murders. was the previous owner. Actually, it actually probably was the bone of the previous owner. Yeah, yeah, it was the previous owners, yes. Because they talked about murdering the previous owners right, yeah. the maps. Yeah. I can't believe that they wanted to kill Tom Hanks in the original script. Yeah, that would have, that would have changed the Really? Movie. Yeah, Dr. Klopak was going to kill him. Oh, yeah? But then everyone thought it was too dark, yeah, that clearly. Would, yeah, that would have been You can't kill Tom Hanks. No. You can't kill Tom Hanks in movies! Yeah, that no. would have been too dark for sure. No, every, I guess... They talked to the audience, and the audience was like, uh, no. Yeah. We don't want that. No one wants at that. At all. No one wants that. Well, the tone of the booby is just so, like, lighthearted, even though it's about, like, conspiracy and murders. <laughs> yeah, see, again, the dark undertone, you know, relatively light comedy. The 80s was really good for that. Yeah. Like, now you get a silly comedy, you can't have that dark stuff. It doesn't go. And I, I'd go to IMDb, and I'd see people complaining that, there's all this dark shit in my light comedy movie. I'm like... That's how they did it in the 80s. Yeah. They didn't treat audiences like, like they were idiots. Well, it's just fun. Bad things can happen. It can still be light. Yeah. Well, and movies still do that. Like, look at, like, Tropic Thunder blowing up the director with a real landmine. Yeah. And then he walks around with his head on a stick. Like, that's pretty dark when you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true. In the, hands of, in the hands of, like, good writers and, and directors, they do still do dark stuff. But a lot of the time now, you'll see in movies, you, like, you wouldn't have Turner and Hooch now, it'd be more like K-9. The, the dog might get shot, but he's okay he at the end. Yeah, exactly, yeah. The dog lives. The wizard, the kid would be better at the end. Like, he'd be fine. They'd fix his issues somehow along the way. Or he would just magically get better. There'd be some kind of hand-holding about mental health. Yeah, but he would be better. They'd have solved his issue by the end. It would have been more about the, his issues than the video games now. Yes. They won't solve it, though. No. I don't think they would. Um, yeah, I like how, because it's so self-contained, they can introduce every single person's weird idiosyncrasies yeah. right at the beginning. Like, you get introduced to Walter and his dog going to poop on Rumsfield's lawn, and then Rumsfield goes crazy, and his weird, like, raising of the flag every morning, <laughs> yeah, and his yeah. beautiful Somebody, wife yeah. that that makes no sense... And then the neighbor kid comes in, um, chatting about, like, loving the wife and loving the neighborhood. And yeah. Invites right. all the people over. And you, yeah, you just get, you get, like, a really quick idea of the, like, family dynamics of this neighborhood and how they all get along or don't. 
and it does it fast, but in a really entertaining way. Yeah. And the dog, Walter's dog, is the dog from Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, Sarah I was really, pretty pumped about that. Yeah, like, that's precious! <laughs> <laughs> Sarah wanted to be sure she got that in there. Like, oh, put the lotion in the fucking basket. Mm. Awesome. That house is up for sale, apparently. Buffalo Bills house? Yep. $225,000 in like Pennsylvania, if anyone is interested. Oh, yeah? Does it actually have that well in the basement? It does not have the pit. I guess a lot of people go there asking about the pit, and there's no pit. Well, the basement is a set, is it not? Yes, it is. The whole basement is a set. Yeah. Which is unfortunate. Well, I guess it makes it's sense. It's not unfortunate. It's creepy as hell. <laughs> well, no, but I mean... <laughs> Can you imagine? It's, it's a cool basement, but it, it makes sense <laughs> that it's not real, because, I mean, that basement... You're like, where's, where's the bug room and the woman's corpse in the bathtub? <laughs> the whole layout of the basement doesn't make a lot of sense. Like, it's... Well, it's, it's huge. huge, and there's rooms ev- and doors everywhere. Yeah. If that was in the real house, though, I would, like, recreate it. Yeah. That would be amazing. I would build the pit and put fucking lotion on. Like I would have the whole deal. I would get a white poodle. What if the basement's not actually the? I would dance to to the song there. No, I would do that dance. Yeah, I don't need to hide anything. You don't have to tuck. Yeah, I don't have to tuck. I don't need to tuck. (laughs) Goodbye, horses. (laughs) (laughs) No, I wonder if you could get like a recreation done of the Klopak house. I would live there too. Probably. I love how it's It'd just, like, so horrible looking. All the other places in the neighborhood are nice. Except like, that one, yeah. Like, did those old people whose house they took over, like, did the old people not take care of anything? And how did they get away with that? How is the city not finding them? Like, they have no grass. Yeah. <laughs> the places, like, should be condemned. Like, yeah, it's you horrible. Shouldn't, you shouldn't walk up on the porch and fall through it. No, definitely not. Ring the doorbell and bees come out. <laughs> bees come out. Leave yeah. a dog, and when the dog barks, it shoots bees at you. Yeah. But for real, yeah, how did that house get that bad? Because, I mean, clearly it's supposed to be another character. It's supposed to be another member of the Klopek family, but, like, the Klopeks haven't been there that long. No. No, so they said that they... why does it look that horrible? I think they said they've been there a month. By yeah, the time the and the house is just destroyed. The grass has turned to dirt. Well, and if you're trying to hide the fact that you're murderers, don't move into the creepiest place you've ever seen, (laughs) and then, like, drive your garbage garbage to the street (laughs) in a car, and then smash it. Beat the hell out of it with a stick? Yeah. I've never 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 seen seen that. that. (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen anyone do that? I've never seen that. (laughs) I like Tom Hanks' freakouts. In all these movies? He has the best yeah. freakouts. He really does. Like, he could yell about anything and I would laugh, probably. I know. <laughs> he's just. He's the one so at the good. end where he throws himself ah. on the stretcher. Yeah. He, he ad libbed that. Like, he just went with that on his own, yeah. right? The whole, yeah. I'm sick! Yeah. Take me away, I'm sick! That's my. Oh, yeah. God. I well, I guess because they were saying the director, because there was a, write, a writer's strike or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Told the actors, okay, well, try and improvise what you can, I guess. Yeah, and here's what's happening in the scene. Yeah. And whatever Go with it. Yeah. Appropriate. Yeah, there are a bunch of scenes like that, too. Yeah, there like, is. Oh, yeah, like, uh, Satan is good, Satan is your pal. That was all <laughs> yeah. done. And when Rumsfeld rips, the Klopex wallpaper was all made up on the spot. Which is weird. Like, he, he rips a big chunk of wallpaper off. I know. It's not, like, just a little tear. You think when he just starts tearing it, then he'd stop. But no, he just keeps <laughs> just going until yeah. the whole chunk is off. And then he tries to stick it back on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then he's, like, flipping the painting all around. Yeah. 
He was at, he was pretty good at this movie actually. I don't I don't normally like him. He usually plays unlikable characters. Who? Uh, Bruce Dern. Oh yeah. Oh, Rumsfeld. Yeah. yeah. He usually plays unlikable characters, but I I liked him in this. Yeah, he was good in this. Well, and uh, he's like the right amount of unlikable, right? Like. He's a weird dude, but you don't hate him. He's just, like, your weird neighbor. Yeah. Well, and he doesn't do anything that makes you dislike him, but I watched another movie where he's, like, a, an underground boxing promoter where he's super scummy. Oh, really? Yeah? Yeah. And I I think that I think that movie colored me on him because that, I think, was the first thing I noticed him in. So now everything I see him in, he has to overcome that in my mind. <laughs> and he does that in The Burbs? Yes. Yeah. I like him because he's silly. Yeah. He's not like the crazy Vietnam vet. No, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I, I actually question whether he saw combat at all. Yeah, I don't know. Because he doesn't <laughs> seem combat capable at all. No. Like, when they're going over to investigate the house, he sits up on the roof. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the one who's supposed to be, like, skilled at this kind of thing just stays at home. Eating his animal crackers. Red yeah. Rover, Red Rover, send Ray over. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, he did it! <laughs> he listened to my instructions! I like to see the way that they kind of... They'll make you think one second that, oh no, these dudes are just crazy and there's nothing going on. And then the next second, oh no, there is something going on. Because yeah. like when you see them out digging holes in their backyard in a rainstorm, yeah, that is messed. Yeah, I would call the police if I saw someone doing that because there's no reason for that. That is crazy. Short of you have an amazing garden and you're trying to get worms or something, I don't know, like... Well, Maybe try, that's a thing. They did you try birds? To I don't know. They're, they're going fishing. He's getting nightcrawlers. That was one of the things that they suggested. Yeah, but like, no, so creepy. I mean, obviously, yes, that is not what they were doing. But like, even then, I would be like, no, something's going on. Well, and then they kind of play that line of like trusting your gut. You know, like something is wrong with those people. Something is going on. Yeah, that's like a good gut feeling because they're not wrong. Their gut is telling them the right thing. But then it's mixed in with that, like, unbelievably crazy conspiracy mentality that groups get. Like, like it goes from something's wrong, these guys aren't right, to, like, Walter's missing, they must have murdered him, Walter is murdered. Yeah. Like, straight up, this has happened. And they convince themselves that it's true. Again, it's, it's, they are right, they have murdered someone, they're just wrong about who. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because they spend the entire movie pretty sure that it's Walter. Yeah. They don't even question that the Naps just left, even though they say they didn't say goodbye when they did it. They just left. They were just gone one day. Yeah. And the Klopaks were there. But nobody questions that. <laughs> then when you see Walter come back, you're like, oh. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, I guess they were wrong. Yeah. Maybe they <laughs> yeah. aren't the murderers after all. Yeah. Yeah. And then the blowing up of the house is just like, you could tell. Like, that would be everyone's last straw. Yeah. Not yeah. just Tom Hanks's last straw. Like, like, no, we're assholes. We blew up their home, they did nothing to us, and we blew up their house. <laughs> then it turns out they were doing things. Yeah. And if only you must they have had, seen my skulls. <laughs> if only they had looked in the furnace instead of just looking at it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you think that'd be the first place you'd I know, look? yeah, especially one that big. People yeah. are trying to hide bodies, like... Well, that's not even a furnace, that's a cremation oven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty large furnace. <laughs> That thing is made for breaking down bodies. Yeah. <laughs> because no, furnaces do not normally go to 5,000 degrees. <laughs> like Art asks. Not normally, anyway, right? No. That is unnecessary for a house. 
But if you're trying to burn a body, that's pretty much exactly what you need. Yeah. I think that's all I have for notes for this one, too. I just love the atmosphere in this. Uh, the, the, when they search through the trash in the back of the garbage truck, the garbage is on the street for the entire rest of the movie. Well, because they filmed it in sequence. Yeah. But they didn't clean up. Yeah. Like, the garbage people didn't clean up. Nobody cleaned up. It's just garbage on the street for the whole rest of the movie. Garbage people won't clean that shit up, though. It's not their job. No, they won't do it. So it's realistic. I mean, the Klopex are gone all the time, and then the other people are just not going to do it. You'd think it would blow away, though. Yeah, maybe. But it's not really important. I just thought it was funny that there's garbage on the street for the entire rest of the movie. Well, it's good continuity. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's easier <laughs> continuity when you're doing it in sequence. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine being the person whose job it is put all this trash back exactly where it was? After... Like, after three days of shooting different scenes before the garbage is on the street? Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, Polaroids, right? That's why film sets up Polaroids. Yes. I made a note that the uh, the actual killer in this movie is the, the most harmful, harmless-looking one. The doctor one? Yeah, the, yeah. Little, the little soft-spoken guy is the one that's actually killing people. Yeah. But he's the least creepy of the three people in that house. Well, it's not the tall one. He's clearly slow and is just doing what everyone else tells him to do. Yeah, he's the Igor. Yeah. Brother Ruben is, like, the enforcer. Yeah. Because he really doesn't like Tom Hanks' character or any of them. No, not at all. He's just giving them the evil eye the entire (laughs) time. He stares at them, yeah. Oh, my God. The friggin' fish. The anchovies on Cracker. Like, (laughs) (laughs) what? <laughs> I don't care what country you're from, guys. It's not acceptable. No. Or like what Tom Hanks does in Big with it when he goes to the fancy party and he's oh my god, and he's a blue guy. Most of the snacks he's eating them all wrong. <laughs> like he's eating fruit and then spitting the the pits out into the into the little display. He licks the cheese out of the celery. Yeah, and then puts the celery and then puts the, the celery back. I think my favorite though is the like dip, eat, dip, eat, dip, eat, dip, eat. Like this big long. Thing until you know he's redipped his chip like nine thousand times. Eating baby <laughs> corn like it's a full cob of corn. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best. That was apparently improvised. <laughs> oh, that was good. Well, he does it like he really thinks that he can't eat that cob. Like yeah. he believes that that's not happening. His white tux is great too. Yeah, it's just pretty awesome. My last note for the burbs is Ray gets blown the fuck up. <laughs> he do, yeah, he gets really blown up. Yeah. They both do. Yeah, all of them. The two dudes. Art. Right? Yeah. No, Art is okay. Art gets out. Art was out. Yeah. He doesn't get the tail end of it, though? No, it was just Hanks that got blown up. Uh, well, yeah, I know he walks out of the building by himself. Real good. Yeah. To the point where he probably shouldn't have survived, but... Yeah, no. I know, it makes no sense when he the walks only, out of there, but... <laughs> the only way it makes sense to me is that he dove down into the hole, and the explosion mostly went over him. Okay, but he still wouldn't be able to get out of the house. How do you get out of the hole? The house is, like, totally fucking on fire, and everything will have collapsed. Well, it hasn't collapsed yet. It doesn't... The Porsche doesn't collapse until after he just walks off. Yeah, he gets out just in time. That's the way it is all the time, right? That's how it happens in movies, yeah. That's, like, yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you can't kill him, because, uh... No, you certainly couldn't have killed him, because that would have... Because reasons? Because Werner has to, has to try to kill him later. Yeah. So I am out of notes for these movies now. We're a little bit over our hour. Are we? Oh, yeah. So we could probably wrap it up if we want to. Anyone else have anything else to say about these awesome movies? Aside from the fact that they're awesome? Yeah, they're pretty awesome. 
No, I'm good. I'm good? Awesome. All right. What should we do for the next one? Go watch them. Absolutely watch them. If you haven't watched them, I don't know why, you, why you've listened to us for, for an hour. <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> We've just spoiled all three of these movies for you. <laughs> I, still, I still think at some point we should maybe like do a basic plot synopsis before we jump into them. Yeah, yeah we probably should. Just like, just very movie. basic. But, I mean, we haven't done that yet, so whatever. So, we'll so we might lose our tens of followers. Our tens of followers, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might grow as I become slightly more popular on Twitter. <laughs> My mom's going to start listening, so we'll have to structure it better. <laughs> I've My gone, mom thinks I'm cool. <laughs> I've gone up 100 followers since our last show. Oh. Nice. <laughs> but, uh, so, next time we'll do the those dark, that dark and stormy night and Lost Skeleton movies. Sure. Maybe we'll do another one. We'll... we'll Says it's going to be probably two weeks before we do another recording, as we usually do. So maybe we'll get in those movies that Derek wants again. Yeah. Like that uh, funeral one that we haven't watched that he mentioned on our favorite movies episode. <laughs> Christmas Vacation. Yeah. <laughs> she want to watch Christmas Vacation. <laughs> we should have did that in December. It's Christmas. Was the funeral one December two? No. This is just this is just movies Derek suggested at this point. <laughs> well, we could do something else besides Christmas Vacation. That's true. Yeah. Save that for December. Yeah. Do a whole month of Christmas movies or something? Yeah. We didn't do that this year, did we? No. We didn't have any recordings around Christmas time. Yeah, that's right. We went dry for a while. For like a month and a half almost, it seemed like. Wasn't it? That could have hurt our popularity. It was for a while. Yeah, well, TV shows are allowed to take Christmas breaks, so so are we. Yeah. That's right. (laughs) No one's saying anything. Calm down. I'm just saying. (laughs) Okay, so we'll wrap this one up. We'll call it a day. And we'll be back with Dark and Stormy Night and Lost Skeleton 1 or two, one and 2 in a couple weeks. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Cool. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. This has been Welcome to Planet Bob. If you know any shows or movies you think we should discuss, find me on Twitter at King of Bob. That's at King underscore of underscore Bob. And Derek, you can find me at Lars M on Twitter, L-A-R-Z-M. And this is Sarah. I'm on Tumblr at Welcome to Planet Bob. You can also find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Welcome to Planet Bob. Thanks for listening to our show, and we hope you tune in next week. <laughs>